Welcome to the Smith and Steward podcast. I'm Mrs. Smith, but you can call me Ellie, and my mission is to strengthen fellow homemakers as we faithfully steward our homes and the souls inside them. Here, we'll seek inspiration for everyday moments and answers to your questions about all things homemaking, including interior decorating, gardening, cooking and baking, tidying up, and much more. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Let's get started. Hey there, homemakers. I hope that y'all are doing well. Over here in the Smith household, I am personally doing a lot better than I was a week ago. (laughs) I had been sick recently, so if I sound a little nasally, it is because I have some remaining congestion, but I'm feeling a lot better. Um, But interestingly enough, the sickness, whatever it was, I don't know what it was, um, that knocked me on my booty last Thursday and, and has been a little bit um, residually messing with my energy levels over the past week, um, it has inspired this episode. (laughs) And that sounds kind of weird to say, but, um, I actually had been planning on talking about something completely different this week and, um, just was kind of inspired to change. And so instead, what I want to talk about today is getting back into homemaking after a difficult season. So that could be anything for you. For me, it's I was sick for several days and wasn't able to do any housework, wasn't able to cook any meals, wasn't able to feel well or function as a normal human. So um, for you, it might be something else. It might be something that was a lot longer than a few days as well. But I think that some of the principles that I have wanted to talk about with this topic of just getting back into the swing of things after it's been kind of rough um, will apply to hopefully all of those different types of scenarios, whether you've been sick like me or it's just been really, really busy and you haven't had any time um, to do your normal homemaking stuff um, or whether maybe you've been battling about of depression or um, something more serious. So that's where we're at this week. I do want this to be an uplifting episode, so please don't think that we're going to be talking about all the sicknesses and all the hard stuff. I want to talk about getting through that and moving on and feeling inspired after that season as well. So there are three main sections that I want to go through in this episode. Um, The first one is I just want to generally encourage that there's always going to be seasons of difficulty, but that there is hope. Um, And we'll get into that a little more in a second. After that, I want to talk about specifically how we stay afloat while we're in that season of difficulty, whatever that season is, whether again, it's sickness or something else. And then finally, I want to talk about some ways that we can get inspired when coming out of that season and getting back into the swing of things and some things that I've been doing, some things maybe you would want to try um, practical focusing on cleaning or the kitchen or just kind of more general as well. So that's kind of where we're headed. And with that first thing that I wanted to talk about, just that there are always going to be seasons of unexpected difficulty, whatever that looks like. I was really encouraged this week by one of Sally Clarkson's episodes. Um, I know I've talked about Sally before on the podcast. I absolutely adore her. If you have not listened to her podcast at home with Sally or read any of her books, 
I highly recommend. She she talks about homemaking and has a great homemaking book that she wrote with her daughter um, called The Life-Giving Home. But she also just talks about general biblical encouragement for women, no matter what stage of life we're in. Um, and it's really, really encouraged me in a lot of areas of my life. And so this episode that she had come out earlier this week was called, and I'll link it in the show notes if you're interested to listen yourself, but it was called Rainy Days Will Always Come. And I was intrigued and I listened and it was, believe it or not, <laughs> I know the title's like, oh, boo, but definitely was it an encouraging episode. Just recognizing the truth that we can experience hard things, but that that doesn't mean that it's the end or that we have to give up. Um, one of the things that she talked about was when we compare our lives to others or when we hear about um, people that we follow online or listen to their podcasts or whatnot that um, make us feel inadequate. And kind of talk about all these ideals of what we should be doing, what our homemaking should look like, and um, all of the things that people are doing well. I can think of several podcasts that I listen to off the top of my head that are really wonderful. And I, I regularly listen to them because I enjoy them. But the um, frame of mind that they go into is an idealistic mindset like that, where it's talking about the way that things are meant to be and um, God's ideals and how we can strive for those things. Um, just talking about some some things that really experienced homemakers have found success in doing in their homemaking throughout the years. And while I do believe that those types of podcasts and blogs and Instagram pages and all of that are really helpful and encouraging when you view them and listen to them in the right mindset. Um, I know that they can be discouraging if you take them as something to compare yourself to. And when you're in a hard season, that can be really easy to do. I hope that that isn't something you run into personally with my podcast, um, but I know that I do like to talk about ideals, so that is very possible. And in that case, I would just encourage you, whether it's my podcast or something else that you're consuming online or reading a book or, or whatever, um, that you just remember two things. First, God is the standard that you should be holding yourself to, not the opinion of someone else. So if someone else has felt really convicted that they're just supposed to only make bread for their family and not buy it because there's all these terrible things, and I'm just making up an example, um, and they're just really convicted on that front that it's wrong for them to buy bread and, and they should spend the time to make it every single week. Or maybe they don't have screen time in their house and they just got rid of their TV because there's a lot of negative things that come from it and they just felt convicted that they were supposed to do that. But you didn't feel conviction about that. And, and that's both of those things and so many other examples the Bible doesn't address specifically. So that would be an individual conviction that might be fine for them. But you don't have to be doing that. God is the one that is the standard and the judge. 
And yes, there are things in scripture that he does tell us to do. Um, and I love exploring those and learning about those, but there's other things that um, might be helpful and might be good for some people, but they might not be necessary for others. So don't beat yourself up if you hear of someone doing things one way and feel like you have to do it too, but you don't have the capacity for it um, or feel convicted to do it and you don't. That is totally fine. The only opinion that matters is that of God. So um, the second thing about this is just that we have to accept our own imperfections and our own limits. And those are not these terrible things that we need to be dreading. So obviously there's a lot of theological conversations that we could get into here about sin and again, standards. And But what I'm talking about here is that um, not necessarily that we should just accept our sin and be like, oh, well, I won't try. No, what I'm talking about is giving yourself grace. So remembering that you are human and you shouldn't try to mess up, but you have to accept the fact that you're going to mess up. And when you do, you can turn to God to give you forgiveness and give you the strength to move forward and do better the next time. Um, and you don't have to beat yourself up over it. So those are just two things that I really like to try to think about when I watch or listen to um, podcasts and YouTubers and, and just homemaking content that I like to consume is I, I just try to let it inspire me and encourage me to try something new and strive for something better than what I'm doing now without feeling like I'm terrible for not being at that point yet or something that Sally said in her episode that I was referencing earlier that really just stuck with me was the phrase graceful endurance, um, just kind of accepting our own limitations, knowing that there is no perfect home and we are going to experience hardship, but the way that we handle it determines how we're going to move forward um, and, and whether that's going to be a positive direction. I like to think of progress over perfection, which you've probably heard. Um, I definitely personally grew up as a huge perfectionist. So this was really hard, specifically as a writer and just with anything creative um, to kind of get over that mindset of it has to be perfect or I can't do it. <laughs> um, so if you're experiencing that, I really want to encourage you to just try to subtly every single day change that mindset correct that thought when it comes into your mind. You don't have to do it perfectly. And the reason for that is perfection is very limiting. It, it kind of freezes us, right? Like if we have to do something perfectly in order to do it, we're probably never going to get anything done, or at least we're never going to get better at it than we already are. So if you do something fairly well, that's fantastic. Um, and maybe you will feel confident enough to do that regularly. But if you are new at something and you've never done it before and you try it and you don't do well or you just can tell that you're not going to be good at it and that prevents you from even taking those first steps and trying it again, 
um, that means that you're not going to get better at that thing. And that makes me really sad. So I want to encourage you that doing something is far better than just standing still in your progress. And whatever it is that you're trying, you got to start somewhere. You're only going to get better over time, whether it's in your role as a homemaker or um, as a wife or a mother or whatever other role you have. Um, For me as a writer in my career or um, as a podcaster, I'm, I'm hopefully getting better at this as I go along too. It's just anything in our life. Um, you have to start somewhere. And I honestly have learned so much more. And I can think of this, an example of this in pretty much every area of my life. Um, I've learned a lot more from doing something and doing it wrong than I have when I've done things well. So I just want to encourage you not to be too afraid to fail that it keeps you from trying anything. Another thing I wanted to just chat about was the importance of rest. Um, This applies to a lot of seasons, but just with my own example recently, y'all, when I was sick, (laughs) I, I literally just had to sleep. It was daytime. I had already slept a lot that night and I slept a lot the next night. But in between, this was, I guess, last Thursday, I slept like five to six hours during the day. (laughs) So I think I had three different two to three hour naps or whatever. And I didn't even have the energy to text or call my mom and be like, Hey, I'm sick. Will you pray for me? So, um, sometimes that's necessary. And I'm not saying that outside of an illness that you'll need to take a day to spend seven hours napping. Um, I hope that that's obvious, but what I am saying is that we do require rest. There's a reason that God designed us as beings that have to go to sleep every night. Um, there are so many scientific studies about the importance of sleep on a bunch of different aspects of our physical health and our mental health and our capacity to do things well um, in the daytime. So just prioritize getting enough rest. And that doesn't necessarily only mean physical sleep either. So just maybe if you can tell that you are not getting enough rest, take a look at your schedule and see what maybe you can take out um, and see where you can put in a very intentional, slow moment, uh, whether that's more sleep, more hours for rest at night, or just... 30 minutes to read a book by yourself or something like that. The last thing I want to talk about in this first section here is just that difficulty is seasonal. Um, This is especially for those of us who are believers. We know that even if whatever hardship you're facing is something you're going to face the rest of your life, which is not likely, it's not going to follow you into eternity. So I can confidently tell you that whatever hardship you're facing will not last forever. And that's really good news, right? We don't know how long our hardships will last. Um, When my husband lost his job at the beginning of the year, he and I didn't know how long it would be until he found another one. And it was insanely fast. God was so faithful um, and so, so generous with the new job that was given. But we didn't know what that would look like. I know people who have had 
unemployment in their family for years. And that's really hard. Um, There are other seasons that last years that are really hard. Whatever the difficulty is that you're facing, I can, like I said, be very confident to tell you that it is just for a season. And that's really good news that should fill us with hope. Um, And hopefully it's something that can shift our mindset with the way that we think about that hardship. Um, Just that it's, it's a temporary thing. It doesn't have to hold this power over us that it's so big and scary that it's forever because it's not. So I hope that fills you with some joy and a little bit of alleviation of whatever pressure you might be experiencing. Okay, so now I want to chat about some practical things. And the first thing that comes to mind for me is stuff in the kitchen. We'll just say my tummy did not like the food that we ended up eating. Um, I had been getting myself weaned off of sugar and fast food over the past few months and have felt great when I did that, even though it was hard. Um, And when I didn't have the capacity to go and cook my own things and I hadn't meal prepped properly and had stuff in the freezer, uh, it was really hard. I had chicken noodle soup in a can for several days in a row, but the rest of my household didn't need to eat that. And I felt like a terrible homemaking wife. I was like, oh my gosh, my husband is eating fast food for several days in a row. And then I did too. And my tummy hated me for it. And I just was filled with so much regret that I hadn't prepared some things beforehand. So I am really looking forward to when I get fully back on my feet and have a little bit more bandwidth to do so, to kind of get some casseroles or something together in the freezer that I can literally just throw in a crock pot when I have the thermometer sticking out of my mouth and the blanket wrapped around me like a cloak and I can't do anything else in the kitchen, but I can do that and I can press a button and turn on the crock pot. So there are things that you can do it kind of in preparation to help your future self like that. Um, but it's also important to, to surround yourself with other people. I fully believe that God designed us as relational creatures that were made to be in community with one another, partially because whenever I am going through something, there might be some other people in my group that are also going through stuff, but chances are there's going to be some who are doing pretty well and they're able to help carry the load, um, help bear the burden, maybe bring me something to eat when I can't cook for myself. And this could be someone that you're married to, this could be a parent, um, or this could be a friend, someone from your church or someone that lives down the road or down the hall from you. But again, those relationships take work on the front end too, just like putting something in the freezer does. Um, Relationships are not something that develops without intentionality most of the time. Uh, especially when we are in such a busy culture and and our schedules are so crazy as they are. So I would just encourage you to put in the work of getting to know people, um, especially people that have the same values as you. And what I'm actually doing when I do that, when I am sick and I don't tell people 
nobody can bring me a meal. I'm robbing my friends and family and my loved ones of the opportunity to be a blessing to me, which in turn is such a blessing to them. So I'm robbing them of the blessing of service. And we know this, right? Like when we do something that is encouraging to someone else and when we serve someone else and do something selfless, how great does that make us feel? I know I feel amazing when I'm able to bless someone in some kind of way. And if we never ask or if we're never vulnerable enough to share that we're going through something hard, no one has the opportunity to be that blessing and in turn to be blessed by us in the middle of our hardship. So I just would encourage you to um, be open. Obviously, with with people that you feel safe doing that, it doesn't have to be just Joe Schmo off the street, but people that you have built a relationship with. All right. So my third thing that I want to talk about, um, and I'm laughing because it seems kind of silly and frivolous, but um, it really has impacted me. So I'm sharing this. But the third thing that helps to kind of keep me afloat when I'm in a difficult season is to be intentional about creating small moments of joy. And maybe joy is a weird word to use here. Um, we'll, we'll expand on that a little bit. So I don't know that I've spoken about it here on the podcast, but if you know me or if you know other um, Christians, they've probably talked about this around you as well. It's the idea that joy and happiness are not the same thing. So happiness is something that is circumstantial. It changes based on what's going on in our life. I know I feel a lot happier when the sun is out and today it's been really rainy and blah. Uh, It's just a silly example, but happiness is circumstantial. Joy is not. In a Christian sense, joy is something that we have because of the hope of our salvation Um, and because of Jesus Christ, and that he is Lord above all, and he is good no matter the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And so with that definition in mind, when I say to be intentional to create moments of joy, what I'm talking about is not that you'll create a circumstance that is perfect, but really that you'll take a moment to be intentional about having a sense of gratitude and seeing something even in your circumstances that is beautiful. Now, this is going to look different for everybody. Um, for me, I I love to take time in the morning to make a little homemade latte and sit in my little corner of the sofa and I open the blinds and hopefully the sun is pouring in. If not, I still at least get to hear some birds going about, but I have this warm, cozy cup in my hand and I sit there and I read my Bible. And that is my moment of quiet in the mornings that just is very special to me. Um, It fills me up with energy and joy. So um, I think that specifically it's helpful because not just the coffee, um, but the word of God that I'm staying connected to the vine and and all of those allegories or whatever. Um, But that's, that's one of my moments that I like to do. So maybe you like to take time for a cup of tea. I have a whole episode about this. 
If you look at episode 10 of the Smith and Stewart podcast, it's about taking time for tea. And the premise of that episode is just this of creating a moment for yourself that's very special and how healing that can be to your soul. Um, But if it's not tea, if it's not a latte, if it's not reading your Bible in the morning, it could be any number of things. And that includes how long the moment is. If you are in a really overwhelming, really busy season, it might be five minutes, literally. And that's really sad. I don't like thinking of that because um, I don't want to experience that. But I I can guarantee you whenever, Lord willing, I have kids that it's going to be that quick. But I want to say that because even if it's only five minutes, I really believe that those five minutes add up. They matter. It gives you something that is special, something that is encouraging, something that is hopeful and lovely. Maybe you just step out into the garden um, for five minutes. You let the sunshine fall on your skin. You hear the birds. You see the plants growing. Um, Maybe you turn your phone off for five minutes and your work emails aren't distracting you or your mom texting you about something difficult that's going on in your family isn't on your mind. You can kind of step away just for a minute. Um, So whatever that looks like for you, I would encourage you to just try and intentionally take a moment and and be grateful and find some joy. That really helps me. Um, I don't know if it specifically helped me when I was feeling sick. Um, I think that that was more just getting enough rest like I talked about earlier. But um, when I'm going through seasons that are emotionally draining, um, more so than physically draining, this is really important. So just something to keep in mind while you're in. Okay. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about with y'all was ways to practically get back into feeling inspired to do your homemaking and be um, just coming out of that season of difficulty, getting back into the swing of things, feeling good, getting your mojo back, whatever phrase you want to use. So specifically, with uh, keeping a clean house. Um, That's something that for me is just really, really helpful on my mental health and making me feel like I'm back in the swing of things and um, a living human again after I've been sick. Specifically, that was one of the first things that I was very eager to tackle um, was getting all of those dishes actually washed, um, running a broom over the floor and getting that swept. I wanted to make sure that I washed my sheets and I opened the windows and I let all the stink of being sick out of my house. Um, And I actually, I've talked about this before. This is not my idea. It's from Callie Brainsafort that does, um, her channel is But First Coffee on YouTube and I've linked her before and I will link her again. You can check out the show notes. But she has this two hour home reset and I just think it's so great. Um, She's got eight different steps and it takes you from, oh my gosh, my home is chaotic and I don't know where to start to not like deep clean. It's not like you've done spring cleaning, but it's a base level of, wow, all my furniture is where it's supposed to be. I don't have any clutter on the floors or on the counters. The dishes are done. The laundry is done or at least going. Um, The bathrooms are tidy and clean 
and um, all of my surfaces are wiped down that need wiped down and it just feels so much better. It feels like your home is reset. So you can check that out in her YouTube video that I'll link below, but you can also learn more about that and a bunch of other cleaning routines and ideas in my episode number four, um, creating a cleaning rhythm. We talked about all of those. So that was (laughs) something that was really helpful, um, specifically when I had been too sick to do my homemaking stuff was to just kind of reset, get it started again. Now, when it came to mealtime, I know I mentioned that I felt like a terrible homemaker because our household was eating fast food for several days in a row for like all our meals. Um, That's actually one of the things I struggle personally with most is meal ideas, practically getting meals on the table, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's without even having kids or picky eaters. So um, I know it's going to get harder and I'm like, oh my gosh, but I struggle with it. And so that was something that for me, I was really intimidated to get back to, but it's also something that, um, especially with the changes that I had been making to my diet recently and how much better my gut felt um, that I know is just really, really important. So I really wanted to get back to that And one thing that was helpful, I'm actually writing down every single thing. So breakfast, what we're having every single day, lunch, what we're having every single day, dinner, what we're having every single day. Um, I bought a notebook and it's really cute and I'm enjoying it. Um, But in addition to that, because I was kind of doing that before, at least with dinner, um, in addition to that, what has been helpful for me has been trying new recipes And I know this is counterintuitive to say, just get back to the basics. Don't overdo it, which is actually the next tip that I have. And we'll get to that in a second. But it actually was helpful not to do only new recipes or not to do a ton of crazy stuff, but just one new recipe, maybe every week. And that brought me back to that feeling of being inspired and actually enjoying homemaking and enjoying being in the kitchen was I felt like it was fun to try something new and to see what this new recipe tasted like and um, get excited when my husband really enjoyed it or to just, I don't know, feel creative. Um, So that's just one little tip that I want to throw out there for you to potentially try if you also, like me, struggle with getting in the kitchen and getting um, meals on the table that you enjoy making. Um, I do also have a whole bank of recipes that are easier for me to make so that I don't overdo it. Um, And I talked a lot with Shelby Lancaster about that stuff in episode 17. So you can check that out too if you're struggling with nutritious meals and stuff like that. Um, But I thought it would be fun to share the recipe that I did try this week. And that was tortellini soup. Um, I had heard of this before and I had never even had it. So I've only tasted my tortellini soup. It might not be good compared to other people's, but I tried this new recipe from this guy that I had watched on YouTube and it was really fun and easy to make. Um, Just one pot, take like 30 minutes and it was so fun and it tasted really good and it was Italian flavors and I always loved tortellini. So it was just a win all around and and got me back into that fun feeling in the kitchen. But um, I do want to clarify 
like I kind of alluded to, um, just trying only what is a good place to start. Like don't overdo it and do three or four new recipes every single week. Like that's a lot in general, let alone when you're trying to get back into the swing of things. So um, that is the third thing that I wanted to talk about of um, coming out of this difficult season and and just kind of tips for um, the period that you are returning to homemaking um, to just not fill your plate too much too quickly. It's okay to say no to things sometimes. I really struggle with this. I preach it to myself and my friends all the time, um, but I have a hard time following through on it. Um, I don't say no easily. I like to help. I like to do things. I like to fill my plate too much. And it's something that I'm having to try to be really intentional about right now of not overdoing it to give myself some breathing room and ease myself in and say, okay, I know that we volunteered to come help paint your house this weekend, but hey, I've been sick. It's possible talking about like we were a few minutes ago of getting back to the level that you were before and not expecting to jump right back in and be there. You might not want to get back to that level at all. You might've been doing too much. Um, for me, I think part of the reason I got sick is I was overworking myself and not getting enough rest. And my body just was like, dude, you can't do this to me. I got to chill for a minute. And it was like, I'm going to shut down so that you stop for a little bit. (laughs) And if that's the case, I don't want to be going that hard all the time. I want to be able to rest like we were talking about earlier. So one example of this for me is just Um, posting on my Instagram for Smith and Stewart. Y'all might have been wondering, Ellie, where have you been? (laughs) Why have you not posted in two weeks? Um, But that's, that's why is I've been sick and I just, even getting somewhat or mostly better, I just needed to ease myself back into things. And there have been other things specifically with work that I have had to get back into harder and faster uh, because it's my job and um, I want to do that to honor my employer and to honor the Lord. Uh, And my Instagram is kind of just for me. So that was one of the things that I'm like, you know what, I'm going to wait. And yes, it would be a lot better for my algorithm performance or whatever all of that stuff looks like to post more frequently. I would love to be able to interact with y'all more frequently on there. And I do plan to get back um, and and hopefully get back to posting more often too. But that's just where I'm at right now of I need to do it maybe instead of trying to post every other day or something like I was to post every few days instead and just ease back into it. So for me, it's Instagram. For you, it might be a hobby that you love. It might be a friend group that you want to spend more time with, um, but they hang out more times than fits with your schedule. I relate to that if, if that's something that you're experiencing. But I do think whatever it is that it's important to enter back into things mindfully when we are um, feeling ready to get back to things. Um, We don't have to feel like we need to run full pace at the race we were running before we took a break. It might be that 
one of the small benefits of this difficult season. And I don't want to say like, oh, it's it's good that you're going through hard things. <laughs> I mean, it does. Um, God does work all things together for good, but um, don't mishear me there. But what I'm trying to say is that maybe one of the good things that that he had it happen for um, is that it allows us to reevaluate our schedule and our load of different things that we so that is everything I wanted to kind of just talk about and encourage you with um, update you with where I am I don't want anyone to be worried I'm not like deathly ill with anything I had like a fever and a really bad congestion or something like that I promise I'm fine Um, just energy levels have been weird over the past week so we're just getting back into it but um that's what I wanted to talk about today. And and I hope that it was helpful for you. Um, I hope that you are in a good season and it's not hard right now. Um, but I do believe that if you are on a mountaintop and things are great, um, that it's, it's the perfect time for you to prepare for when you go into the valley. Um, so just take that with, with some hope too. I, I don't want to scare anyone or say everything's doom and gloom because it's not. We have a good God um, and he is eager to bless us. I, I strongly believe that and he does bless us. So I pray that he's blessing you um, even if you are in the midst of a hard season right now, whatever level of hard that looks like, whether it's just you're down for the count and you got some bug like I did or whether it's whether it's more. I, I am praying for you. I'm thinking of you um, and yeah, I'm grateful that you're here to listen to my ramblings about all of this. Now it is time for Stuart Sparkers, the part of the show where I share recipes, books, influencers, products, whatever it is that has sparked inspiration for me as a homemaker this week. So my Stuart Sparker this week Uh, I can't decide if I should call it a fun memory or a rhythm um, or a recipe or (laughs) whatever, but um, I've been baking bread recently. I have taken a break from it because like I said, it's been a season where I've had to rest more, being sick a little bit. So I haven't done this for a couple of weeks, Um, but whenever I feel ready to get back into it, I'm really looking forward to it because it's been so fun. And I can't believe I haven't shared more of it on my Instagram to show you what I've been doing. But I have been for at least two months now trying to bake my own bread, just like a regular loaf of sandwich bread um, from scratch. And it's not sourdough. I I killed my sourdough starter. Um, I have another one in the freezer that I don't want to lose, but I don't feel ready to take care of yet. So it's hanging out in the freezer. Um because that one was a gift and I don't want to kill the gift. (laughs) Um, But anyways, it's not sourdough. I use um, store-bought yeast and um, I can leave the recipe for you in the show notes, um, the link to it, because it was not an original recipe, um, but one that I found. But anyways, um, I've, I've been baking bread. I've been trying to bake it instead of buy it, um, not because it's cheaper or better. And and I do think it probably is those things. But the main benefit that I have found is it just, it's satisfying. It's relaxing and fun. Um, 
And I have found one of my favorite parts is not just all of that. Like it, it really feels so good to knead bread. It's so fun. Um, but I think the best part has been the bonding that I've been able to have with loved ones over this activity. Traditional methods of cooking and, and all those types of things through the art of making bread. Um, and I guess it's more of a science than an art, right? But um, it's been really fun. I've been able to have three or four different friends come over over various weeks. I'll do it just like once a week because I can't eat bread that fast. Um, but different weeks, I've had different girls come over and um, they've really enjoyed it. Maybe they've done it before, but it's been a while. Maybe they've never done it. And they have been so um, joy-filled to come and do this with me and and it's been great. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, but I will say the reason I said a memory as my story sparker is because specifically one of those instances where a friend came over was really, really special to me. And it's just a cherished memory that I will have forever. And I want to do again ASAP. And that is that my friend brought her daughter over, uh, my friend Elizabeth, who I know I've spoken about before. And I plan to have y'all be able to meet her and have her as a guest in an episode in a month or two. But she came over with her little two-year-old baby girl. And we all three baked bread together. We pulled a chair up to the counter so that she could stand there and be tall enough to reach. And she would knead the bread with us with her tiny little hands. And when a two-year-old needs bread, I'll just tell you this, it's patty cake, literally. Like I discovered why that nursery rhyme was um, created because that's what happened is she just pat, pat, pat when we were kneading and pushing and, and manipulating the dough. <laughs> she was just pat, pat, pat. And it was so, so stinking cute. I have a little spot on my refrigerator actually, where she had flour on her hands and she like touched the fridge for something. And her little fingerprint swipes are still on my refrigerator because they're so cute and tiny. I cannot bring myself to clean them. <laughs> they're just so cute. So it was really fun. Um, She would say, night night when we put the bread into the oven and closed it in there it was it was just so cute so um if you have someone in your life and maybe you don't bake bread maybe you like to go out in the garden or maybe you um maybe you paint or maybe you like reading and i know my my book club was my steward sparker in the last episode but whatever it is that you are doing and you're really enjoying that you can bring someone else into and kind of take them into the homemaking habits that you are doing and just have fun and do it together. Highly encourage y'all to do that. Um, it's a great way to do the productive things, but also spend time with friends and build relationships. I will, like I said, leave the recipe that I have been using because it's real yummy. Um, it's got honey and butter in it instead of sugar and oil, which is why I started using it. And it's, oh, it just is very good. with that, friends, it's time to close today's episode. Thank you for joining me for this chapter of the Smith & Stewart podcast. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, which has the largest listener base, or on your favorite podcatcher app. 
If there was a resource we discussed today that you'd like to learn more about, check out the show notes in the details section of this episode. And until next time, keep up with us by following us on Instagram at Smith and Steward. See you soon. Thank you.